You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. Review from the mainland, I'm joined by Brock Silvers, the Chief Investment Officers at Kayoon Capital. Good morning, Brock. Stephen, good morning. Good to be with you again. And good to have you with us. Let's kick straight off with question number one. What's the latest on the mainland China property sector? I know the government is giving support with unsecured loans. Do you think that's going to be enough to turn the situation around? Ultimately, I'm guessing no. Look, these seem like um, increasing efforts of a government that knows it has to solve a crisis but hasn't really yet um, found a resolve to take the necessary steps. Um, Look, a a few points. Unknown developers are going to receive unknown support from unknown banks, and on this, the market pops. Um, That's a bit – it just feels like a bit of the manipulative pattern we've seen of late. Um, Now – why would any bank willingly give an unsecured loan to an insolvent developer? You know, banks can be ordered to do this, but I think the policy will be resisted. And ultimately, who's going to make good on these kind of low-hope loans? Um, bank shareholders. Now, three, to the extent that these loans are made, they're not going to address structural changes to the sector. You know, developers have busted models that can't support the existing debt right now, And the answer somehow is to give them more unsecured debt. That just doesn't fix the problem. So the government aren't going to underwrite these um, unsecured loans then? No, it it doesn't look like they will, which means the banks will be on the hook, which means the shareholders are just being – look, it sounds like raiding bank capital in order to fulfill prepaid housing obligations, which may resolve some very near-term political tension but doesn't solve the real estate issue or the larger kind of economic growth issue. So, Brock, if you're in charge, how would you try to turn the situation around with the mainland China property sector? Well, look, there are are ways to straighten this out. None of them are pleasant. But the problem isn't that no one knows how to fix it. It's that some of the ways to fix the real estate situation are just politically unpalatable. Okay. Right? So... The whole sector needs a reorganization, but that will not be easy as long as there's a massive prepaid housing backlog, as many of those um, many of those people that think they have obligations would not see those obligations fulfilled. So it's, it's an economic issue, but it's also a political issue. Let's flow on now to thoughts on growth targets set for 2024 for the mainland. Reuters says the government's advisers are recommending that a 5% target is set. But I'm wondering whether the mainland economy might do better than that in 2024. Is this a case of under-promising so the government can over-deliver? Well, look, you're more optimistic than I am. I think it's important to note that the Chinese economy isn't imploding. It simply isn't booming. Um, to call for kind of, uh, I, I think the, the range is kind of 4 to 5.5%. That's not unreasonable, but I don't think it's realistic. Um, I just don't know where the growth is going to come from. It's not real estate, which, you know, is busy rating kind of bank balance sheets. It's not monetary easing due to USD interest rate differential. Um, it can't be corporate investment, FDI exports all two weeks. So what's left? Borrow Domestic more demand? Infrastructure? And that's not looking good? Well, look, I think that the 
the government is is again resorting to the old playbook of looking for a tertiary town that still lacks a modern airport. But but that's just not going to work um, in, in today's market. Okay, difficult situation then. So flows to my next question, which are what are the risks around stagflation for the mainland? Um, look, stagflation is a real risk, but it's also kind of way down on my list of concerns. Yeah. Um, there, There is excess capacity in China's economy, and that will cause some kind of latent long-term deflationary pressure. Um, but again, we're not collapsing. We're just not booming. So the problem is that China has to reorient away from real estate and infrastructure towards kind of consumption-driven growth and a more market-based allocation of resources. Um, I think China either undertakes these structural reforms, which right now don't seem plausible, or the new, the new normal is lower growth, by which I mean probably sub 5%. So is there anything that can be done to stimulate that domestic demand? Well, there are lots of things that, that could be done. Um, you know, it, we're, we're still looking at, um, at the decline of investment interest, of outside investment interest in China. That's not helping. Um, in the old days, there was a steady flow of significant kind of FDI that helped to generate growth, and those days are over. So there are lots of things we could do. We could restructure the real estate sector we could make the necessary changes to reattract and reengage with uh, global investors, but but none of that uh, I think is in the political cards, at least in the near term. So you China mentioned, seems determined to go its own way on this. You mentioned foreign direct investment, and analysts are saying China's foreign direct investment withdrawal wave could slow as the outlook improves. When do you expect this to happen, and is there anything the mainland government could do to speed this up? claims that it's already moderated, but, uh, but I just don't, don't buy them. Um, investors are looking at two issues. You know, investors are, are certainly um, disincentivized by the new lower growth rates, but also by the policy direction. And a simple return to a, G, a 5% GDP growth rate isn't going to make investors forget the directional issues. So it, if anyone thinks that we can have... Um, communist policies that attract capitalist support. That's just not how investors think. So China's going to have to deal with investability concerns, not just growth concerns, if it wants to re-engage with foreign capital. But but that doesn't seem to be a very near-term priority, so I, I don't expect it. Right. We have less than one minute for this next one, Brock, so start your clock. What data right. from the mainland are you particularly keen on keeping a watch on that will be coming out soon? That's an easy one. I'm keen to see if there will be an Evergrande deal next week by Tuesday before the court orders liquidation. The general uh, a recovery of the general economy and Western investor sentiment is predicated on a real estate restructuring, and we'll know much more how that's going to go next week. Uh, we'll see if China's ready to turn things around. Well, Brock Silvers. Um, thank you very much for joining us. That's Brock Silvers, Chief Investment Officer at KU and Capital. Great.